listening to the Blood Podcast. Music and more with Bushy and Metal Mike. Sit back, crack open a cold brew, break out your step, light it all in. While we do our retrospective views and discussions of all things music, food, and entertainment. If you're Metal Mike, Metal Towns. So without further ado, here's Bushy and Metal Mike. All right, well, welcome to another episode of the Plug Podcast Music Abore. I am Bushy. With me, as always, my sidekick, Metal Mike. How you doing? I'm doing great, dude. After watching my Steelers beat the Bills, I'm, I'm, I'm doing all right, man. Like, I don't even care that I'm not going to have much sleep before I go into work tonight. I'm like, fuck it, you know? Right. That's always a good feeling when your team wins. Uh, hell yeah, hell yeah. If I had to pull for a team in the AFC, I would root for Buffalo, but... That's because I've said for years that uh, Buffalo's the only real New York team. Those city, ah. those city teams play a Jersey. Those are Jersey teams. Right. So, Jersey, yeah. So, yeah, my uh, AFC team is Buffalo, so I've had a real crap weekend, obviously. Thursday night, my Cowboys lost. Fuck. Sorry to, I'm sorry, man. Hey, yeah. it, it, it was a hell of a game, though, yeah. and I like Buffalo. Like, I'm not a fan, but I do respect them. And, and I'm just glad to see, like I said, I think they're going to, they're going to win that division, and 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 I think they have a serious shot at being a contender um, for for the AFC crown to get to the Super Bowl. I I, I think they're that good. I think they have that potential. Bush. Outstanding. So. That's that, that's interesting because I didn't get to see them. This is uh my third year living out of state where I don't see every single Buffalo game. Right, right. Um, I had a choice between that other Jersey team, the Jets, and. Uh, Panthers, because oh, we get those Carolina Panther games, or I had to watch a Philly Atlanta game, so I watched that. I mean, I'm telling you, man, that that Josh Allen dude, he's the real deal, man. He kind of reminds me of a young Big Ben, honestly, the way he plays and everything, and he just, yeah, I, I like him. He's good. Nice, nice. Yeah. So, uh, how has your week been? I don't think we've spoken in a while. Um. Not bad, man. Oh, you know, just super busy. I'm finally, finally getting the trailer taken care of now. And I just had to rent another dumpster because they have to, you know, they're just wanting the trailer for the metal and the wiring and all that. The rest of that shit's got to go. So they're, they're being cool enough to basically tear down the trailer for me. But yeah, I had to rent a, 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 a huge dumpster, which cost me 465 bucks. So I'm like, no, but, um, it is what it is, man. It's gotta be done, you know? So, uh, so I've just been super busy with that. Plus, uh, I don't know if you know, but I'm doing two shows a week on that metal station. Now I've, I've resurrected the Tuesday night thrash bash, nice. uh, brought nice. it back. I miss doing it and I'm off almost every other, I'm off every Tuesday. And even a lot of times on this schedule, the Tuesdays that I do work, I only work a couple hours. So, I'll be, you know, I'm going to be coming on right after OCD, which oh. is 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, man. Sweet, so, any you fuckers that like to stay up late and thrash it out, check it out, man. And I'm solo on that show because, you know, Bill, he has to be a good boy and go to bed. He's got to work the next day. So. Sure, sure. Yeah. That's outstanding. I went to uh, some more live music yesterday. Um, it was cool, man. I mean, it was. I, I didn't hear anything original. It was all cover stuff, but... Yeah, as with any music-type festival, you know, each band just progressively got better and better up to the headliner. And the worst part is I can't remember any of these bands' names because, 
Let me tell you what. You know, beer was only $3 a cup. <laughs> <laughs> I got tore the hell up. Had so much fun, in fact. I woke up in bed thinking, how the hell did I get here? <laughs> I don't remember ever coming to bed. It was a good time. Was a good right time. on, man. Awesome. Awesome. So, yeah, we uh, we finally got our last Rock and Pod interview done. <laughs> you know, the people that have responded to us, we did that yesterday. Um, I don't know. We'll be getting uh, 20, 30 minutes out. I don't even know how long we were on. Uh, well, the full recording is like 46 minutes, but that was with me and you calling each other and talking and then, but I think at least a good half hour. I thought it was a great interview. Um, Abby Kay and her band, um, really talented, got great musical chops, very down to earth people. And like you said, I think it's just cool to see. I love the fact that you got these younger bands that are carrying that flag for metal. Like there's a band out of Kansas city. These guys are there's three piece. They're brothers, okay, nice. and they do this like um, handsome. They're no, <laughs> they do this. No, th- these guys are metal, dude. They're not. You know, <laughs> handsome. What's fucking wrong with you, man? They're, they do this. Um, they're they're called Hammerhead. Okay. And they're fucking badass. They're from Kansas City. And I've been wanting to contact him when, whenever the shit with the trailer and everything, my property settles down, I'd like to contact them about doing an interview for the podcast as well as the radio shows, because they're badass, dude. I don't, I mean, they're, they're kind of like, um, in the vein of Meshuggah, very progressive metal, but not like, but like heavy. Right. I, I don't, but I, they're musician and they're and they're and they're young, bushy. When I say young, I mean young. Like I think the singer and guitar player is only like fucking, or maybe he plays bass, nineteen, twenty at the most. Like they're young. Right. And well, it's, it, and I, I, you know, I, I just was like, wow. So, um, in fact, yeah. it was Mark Alden Taylor. I knew who they were before, but Mark Alden Taylor had sent me a video of theirs recently. Um, they have a record deal. They got a band camp. I mean, they're for real, dude. They're really good. So I'd like to maybe talk to them in the near future. I'll 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 send you a link to their stuff, and you can let me know what you think. All right, all right, absolutely. But yesterday we got to speak to uh, Abby K, the Abby K band, and uh, they are they're they're good group of people. They're also very young. Uh, she's eighteen. What what did we hear? Guitar player twenty, drummer twenty three, maybe. I thought it was the other way around. I thought the drummer was 20 and that the, the guitar player was 23. I, I don't know. One but or the other. We'll, we'll yeah. absolutely hear it in the interview. And what was their name? Diego and Zach, right? Yeah. And yeah. what was great about it is uh, they're actually on the road. So you're going you're gonna to hear a lot of background noise. Um, because they're actually driving. <laughs> they were on their way yeah. to Philly uh, to do a show up there. So that was, that was pretty cool to take time out. You know, especially when you're traveling. Oh hell yeah! You know, and take a take an interview. That was that was awful nice of them. We definitely appreciate that. Uh, and this interview comes on the heels of them releasing their newest single, uh, "Because of You." And uh, man, I think that's an absolutely great song. We did speak to the band about that song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got to find out a little bit what it was about and such. And uh, we think that's so great. We we, uh, we want you to hear it here. So here it is, Abby K. Because of you. Thank you. 
Now they do have heavier stuff too. I mean, it's not just all you know ballady. Oh no, no, yeah. not at all. And even that song's got a killer riff. Oh, absolutely. You know, like and thick and yeah. I mean, they're they're very talented, man. And I just think it's cool that you you know. Um, like I said, though, I like I don't want to give anything away, but yeah, the video was different than what the song actually means. But you guys will just have to listen to the interview to find out, man. All right, absolutely. Well, let's go ahead and air that. This is the uh, myself and Metal Mike interviewing the Abby K band while they're on the road to Philly, Pennsylvania to play a gig right here on the Plug Podcast. Hello. Hello. Hey, how are we? We're good. I'm here with my band, Diego and Zach. This is Abby. Hey, Abby. How's it going? This good. is Metal Mike. Um, I'm doing good, man. Thanks for uh, taking the time to talk to us today. Yeah, we're excited. Awesome. Well, I tell you what, we're excited because uh, you were recently at the Nashville Rock and Pod Expo 2021. And uh, we didn't get a chance to interview you. Um, I will say... I signed up for it, but the way the lottery works, there was 10 others that we got. We were really busy that day, uh, so we didn't get to speak to you then. So as Metal Mike just said, we really appreciate you guys taking the time today to talk to us. Yeah, uh, Rock and Pod was really cool. Um, I was really busy, but um, I actually got to eat lunch with Philly Sheen, so that was a really cool day for me. <laughs> That's awesome, oh, wow. man. <laughs> that is great. As a... As a music fan, it's huge. As a bass player, I'm sure he's got to be one of your inspirations. I mean, did, did you pick his brain? What went on with that lunch? Um, not much, to be honest. Um, you know, as an artist at Rock and Pod, we were all assigned lunches. Um, and I was working a booth with Ricky Rackman and Leah Vendetta. And um, we all three had different lunches, so nobody left the booth alone. And it just so happened that mine was the same as Billy's, so we just ate lunch at the table next to him. We talked to him a little bit, but um, not much. I did get to talk to him a little bit earlier. I told him, you know, I played the pre-party, um, the Rare Hair Jam. I was on stage, I think, two bands before him, and, you know, I wasn't really expecting him to remember me. And then when I went up to him, he said, hey, Abby, how was your show last night? And inside, I just about died. <laughs> that's awesome i absolutely bet uh can, can you do me a favor and, and introduce the bands we definitely want to talk about this new single what's going on with abby k and you're actually only a few hours for me so i hope you guys get up this way to play but introduce everybody we want to talk to everybody all right i'll let diego go first hi my name is diego oh, tongue tied i'm diego i'm the guitar player Hey, Diego, how's you doing, man? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. I'm currently on the road on the way to Philly for a show, so and I just woke up, so I'm a bit groggy, but I'm super happy to be here. <laughs> you know, I got to say, Diego, I've been watching some of these uh, Abby K videos, and you guys just rip. Um, I, I, I kind of want to know, after we introduce the next cat, I want to know how old all you guys are, because I think this is super important to the rock and metal community to understand just how young all you folks are um who else is with you uh i'm zach i'm the drummer all right zach how are you doing happy to have you here this is 
Well, we, de- we definitely appreciate it, especially with you guys being on the road. Um, like I said, uh, I, I, I didn't even get to meet Abby at the uh, Rockin' Pod. We were so busy, myself and Metal Mike, that we didn't have a chance to really see anything much out of the interview room. <laughs> you yeah. know, and I'm, and I'm sure you guys know what that was all about. Yeah. But we, yeah, it was, it was insane. It was so hot. But we did get to see Abby play because we were at the pre-party. Um, I've been watching a lot of the YouTube videos. How old are you guys? Because I, because I understand you're, you're, you're very young, and uh, I, I, I'm just amazed that you guys like the music that I grew up with. <laughs> so I am 18. Diego is 20, and Zach is 23. All right, so, so there's one we could drink with, Metal Mike. Look at that. Hell yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> now, uh, uh, who, who runs the YouTube page? Um, I do most of the work on YouTube for now, but we are trying to get some of Diego's videos on there, some of Zach's videos. But, you know, we, we have all of our music videos as a band, and I do upload some bass covers and collabs on my own. Absolutely, and I've actually been responding to some of those, and that's why I wanted to know your ages exactly. Um, it would have been the YouTube page, uh, Hanging with Bushy, and uh, you yeah. were doing the um, re- review or whatever of White Lion Big Game, and I was like, well, wait a second. I know that she played a rock and pod, and it was obviously old school rock metal, but holy hell, how the hell do you yeah. guys, because y'all are young. And, and you enjoy the music yeah. that, 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 that me and my co-host grew up with. Yeah. Um, I guess I would have to give that credit to my dad. He's in the van driving. He's probably proud of that now. Um, you know, I probably got music at around age five, but I didn't start playing till I was 13. Um, anytime I would take my dad my iPod to say hey I want a Hannah Montana song or I want a Justin Bieber song uh I would get it but I would also get some Iron Maiden I would get some Kiss Alice Cooper and you know I was five years old I didn't know how to take it off so uh I was just forced to listen to it and I I grew to love it (laughs) that's parenting that's done right god damn it (laughs) yes yes that's absolutely true. Uh, now, now, what about, uh, man, I, I remember Diego. What was the other name? I am so sorry. Zach, he's, um, this is actually, last night was his first show with the band. Um, so tomorrow in Philly will be his second. So he's been in All the band right. for about a week. Um, Diego, for a week, new blood. That's awesome. Okay, here's Diego. Yeah, so. You know, my dad kind of got me to some bands like, you know, Rush and Van Halen. But a lot of it was kind of on my own, thanks to the internet. Because, you know, as a kid, I spent time on YouTube. Probably when I was like 9 or 10. Um, I saw this video on YouTube called Welcome to the Jungle by Guns N' Roses. I'm like, oh. Oh, okay, that looks cool. I'll click on it. And it was like, at that moment, the second I heard the intro riff, my puberty I just like felt the adrenaline. I was like, okay, I want to do this for the rest of my life. That's awesome. Yeah, that's that's absolutely insane, Ed. Man, I I really love your dedication to old school rock 
metal and, and more hard rock, not even just rock and roll, because, I mean, let's be real, Huey Lewis in the news was rock and roll. Your music yeah. itself, though, um, and that's no knock on Huey Lewis, by the way, love him. Your music itself, I, I mean, I see the bass covers and all that, and I thoroughly enjoy it. And thanks for linking me, by the way, to the uh, Iron Maiden medley. That was sick. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was absolutely great. <laughs> I still want to hear Killers, though, damn it. Thank you. <laughs> okay, I got you. <laughs> but um, the music, I mean, it, it, it's got a good hard edge. It's definitely, you know, 80s, 70s, hard rock and roll, you know, leaning towards metal influenced. But what are the other influences that come when you when, when you guys sit down and write? Because what I want to do is lead into the new single, because I, I love the song. I know my co-host does. When, when you sit down and write, what, what, what is the whole thought process? So I guess like the three of us, we all have different influences. Um, you know, I'm more of the the modern hard rock. Um, right now, I'm really into the Hailstorm. Great band. Diego has more of the the what would you say thrash? Yeah, I'm definitely more. Of, I'm definitely more on the metalhead side. Hell yeah, so thrash Diego, metal rules. <laughs> the first single that Diego was included on was Pay Attention, and that's probably the first single that was like, I don't know, Pay Attention kind of took our music to the next level, and from then on, it just gets heavier and heavier. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Oh no, that's the, yeah. That, that makes me smile. Let me tell you what. Have you guys uh, now? Is it all of you? Is it just you, Abby? Because I definitely don't want to separate this band because it's so it's so good. It's they're, they're, you know there's such a great dynamic. But you've had opportunities to play with some pretty big names. I mean, what is that like? And fuck it, name drop. <laughs> I have played with Nita Strauss. Um, that was nice. actually, I've played with her twice. One was I opened for her with my old high school band. And then um, when I actually did form the Abby K band, um, I was 16 at that time. And I opened for her again. That was our first show as Abby K band. And um, since then, it's kind of just taken off. Uh, you know, we've had Troy Laquetta from Tesla. He's played drums on three of our singles. Uh, he produces our singles. And I don't know. It's kind of a wild ride. There's a lot of ups and downs. But I know my band has my back. And I think we're on a good roll. Well, I'm here to confirm you guys are definitely on a good roll. I mean, one of the things I love about you guys is there's this whole thing going on. What I call the, well, not just me, but a lot of people, the new wave of hard rock. A traditional, I mean, let me let me rephrase that. The new wave of traditional hard rock heavy metal and i definitely think you guys yeah. fall into that that category man and you know as a guy who not only do i do this podcast with bushy but i'm a co-owner of an online uh, website and radio station thatmetalstation.com that bushy is a dj for and you know when i hear people say oh rock is dead or metal's dead it just grinds my gears because we have so many people submitting music to us and all the time on Bandcamp and things like that I'm always finding great not just traditional hard rock and heavy metal but thrash metal doom metal stoner yeah. metal I mean it's it's awesome and I mean a lot of great 
bands are out there, including you guys, and I love your new single. I got one quick question for you, Abby. Is that your dad that's sitting in the recliner asleep in the video? Absolutely. That's so, yes. I, I knew it. I was like, man, that's so poignant and sweet, you know, which is weird <laughs> that you would say that about a metal video, but it, it moved me, man. That was awesome. Yeah, so that was, oh my gosh, that was such a weird video. We had literally no concept for it until probably five, ten minutes before the videographer got there. And oh, I was wow. like, hold up, this is what we're doing. And I got so excited about it. And, you know, it actually just started as, you know, we're going to have a music fan walk into their man cave, shuffle through some vinyls, pick mine, fall asleep. They envision that I'm there. I'm really not. And then once we got the video back, I don't even know what it was that our videographer Cam Cam Boris did, but like the whole concept changed. I was like, this is my dad. When I move out and go to Nashville and he misses me, he's going to be out in my studio every night listening to my music. Right. It was a really cool yeah. video, man. And I also love the fact that there was that pile of records and you see the Motley Crue, Shout Out the Devil, which their greatest album in my humble opinion. Uh, loved it. Oh, loved it. Loved it. You know, I, I got to say, because I had an idea, I guess, based on the video, that the song was written as kind of a tribute to your dad. Me too. Is that not the case? And the videographer just kind of said, this is the way we're going to go? I mean, how did that come about? It wasn't written about my dad. Um, it was actually the enemy, which, I mean, we just talked about this. It's about the people that say rock or dead. Because of you, we won't make it through. Um, when I look at you, I see my future that you left for me in pieces. And it's kind of these people that are just assuming that this music isn't going to last. And, I mean, it hurts the future of rock and roll. So, yeah, because of you, um, it, I guess... It's not like a negative song. I, I think it's more of an empowering song that we have to make it through. But, no, it was definitely written with, you know, I would say the enemy in mind. So, basically, you you gave the, um, like you said, the enemy. And, uh, you know, there's uh, lots of people. I've considered Rolling Stone magazine as, as one of the enemies of, of hard rock <laughs> yes. and heavy metal. Um, you're giving them the middle finger, which is fucking metal. And I love that. You rule. You guys rule. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. Thank you. Yeah, that's bad. Because you basically I, I, you took a negative and you're turning it into a positive, and and that's that's amazing. Absolutely. It's funny, Metal Mike, because now at this point I think I have to go back and listen to the song without the influence of the video. Right. And by the way, by the way, I want to talk to Abby right now. Abby, the person, not Abby, the band. Uh, at the Rocket Pod, like I said, we didn't get a chance to interview you. I'm sorry. I put my name in for you. And, uh, and thank you so much for responding because I was like, you know what? I really want to talk to this lady. Fuck it. I'm just going to reach out on Twitter. Yeah. And, and, and thank God you do your own Twitter and you respond to messages because we're able to do this now. But uh, I actually met your dad at the Rocket Pod. Um, I'm unfortunately a smoker. Don't do it. And you're a singer. Really don't do it. But uh, and that and that's Bushy's political announcement for the day. <laughs> but I was just outside smoking, and he came up to me and he told me who he was. I was like, "Oh yeah, man," because this was the actual day of the expo. I was like, "Dude, your daughter, I mean, she she fucking killed last night." You know, we were just BSing, and he handed me over a copy of your Live in Charlotte EP. Uh, and I, 
dude, that's cool as hell. Because I love being handed off music. That's the best part of Rock and Pod is all the music get handed to you. Because myself and Metal Mike will tell you we're buyers of music. Yeah. And it was still cool. It was like, okay, I saw this last night. What is this offer? And I was like, holy hell, what a great little EP. Uh, it's a four-song EP. And when I say little, please understand. I don't mean anything disrespectful. Just it's yeah. a it's a four-song you know EP. It's covers, it's live, and it's fucking amazing. So please pass on to your dad, meeting you, Abby, personally. Thank you so much for that, because it inspired me to reach out to you and have this interview. No problem. I'm glad you liked it. Oh, I absolutely enjoyed it. Uh, you know, and, and we play your music on the on, on, on the radio if I can find out how to buy it. I and just did, thing. Bushy. I... I, I... After I listened to the single, sorry for interrupting, folks. Okay. After I bought the single, or listened to the single, I went to Amazon. Not only did I buy the single, I bought, well, really all I could find on Amazon was a bunch of singles, but I bought everything that had Abby K. So, um, and we will put it in rotation at that metalstation.com. So, yeah, there you go. Thank you You, so much. You're welcome. You're welcome, man. I mean, hey, I mean, anything I can do to, you know, help. You, you know these newer bands out because one of the things I'm always spouting is man I mean hey I love the legacy acts too but and I don't mean to be a fucking downer but they're not going to be around forever so it's like you guys yeah. are you guys are the next generation you guys are carrying that torch and and it's just something that just grinds my gears sometimes man when I'll go somewhere and say I I go out and I wear a death angel shirt and I'll have somebody give me a shout out man but all they know is the first three albums and I'm like are you fucking kidding me? These guys have been putting out the last five or six albums have been just as good as any of their classic stuff, you know. And and they'll go, oh, I didn't even know. I'm like, dude, it's the internet. Just Google it. It's easy. I'm from the generation yeah. where we had to fucking go to mom and pop stores to find cool stuff. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah. It's like, come on, man. You know. So yeah. Again, that's yeah. that's the end of my tangent. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> You're all good, Metal Mike. But that does lead me into my question is, how do people find your music? Obviously, we can find it on Amazon. Uh, even I didn't know that, and I'm, I'm going to tell you, I, I searched the Abby K band hard to try to find your music, and I, I was having a hard time with it. I want to know, how can we find your music? But before that, and I mean to pay you. I, I, I don't mean go stream it on Spotify and such. I mean to actually buy albums or, or or singles whatever other than amazon obviously but the other the other question i have is with all of your guys's influence uh i mean i mean guns of roses old kiss i read the story about you know you saw gene simmons on stage with kiss at 13 you're like yep i'm playing a bass badass yeah. by the way that's the gateway drug kiss is it was mine but well, absolutely but but you sit down and you decide i want to do this but I don't want to do it as a hobby. I want to try to get out there and be professional, be a professional musician. How do you decide I'm going to keep a 70s, 80s hard rock, damn, bordering on metal without going, you know, late 90s and you new metal and without going with this modern sound while still sounding modern? How do you how do you come up with that idea that I'm going to stick stick to these influences that I have? Because a lot of people are influenced by something, but then you listen to them and it's like, I, I, I don't hear it. Yeah. So, I mean, 
the music that I love is from the 70s and 80s, so I'm always going to have that influence. Um, but then I do understand that um, we have to appeal to a younger generation, too. So uh, I do add in some pop influences that are very minor, so they won't upset the metalheads, but they'll they'll maybe be heard by, you know, a wider audience. So whether that's being a catchy chorus or catchy melodies, things that get people singing along seems to work really well for us. Right oh, on. I couldn't... <laughs> I, I couldn't agree more. Um, one of the things I like about this, this this latest single, Because of You, is it's very pop-influenced. And I'm so glad you said it, because I didn't think I could say that without being offensive. I had to figure out where you guys were. And I'm a yeah. huge, I mean, I mean, you can ask my co-host here. I'm a huge fan of, like, 80s pop, early 90s pop. 80s yeah. hip-hop and rap, and early 90s hip-hop and rap. So, so it's... Man, that's that's boy, you're thinking. You're absolutely thinking. Um which is absolutely amazing. I, I do want to move on to Diego for a second. Um dude, how long have you been playing? We know Abby picked up at thirteen. Diego, I wanna know how much you've been playing. Or or since when rather. Um I think I've been playing about probably ten years. I started around nine or ten. You know, so you know, I remember being in elementary school and doing a project about how much I love Gibson Les Pauls and how much I wanted one in the fifth grade. Holy hell, that's a long time ago. <laughs> which is funny. Uh, I, I was watching a video, and I forget which song it was you guys were playing. And I think this was strictly an Abby Diego, you know, during the quarantine video. And I, I was finding it both ironic and awesome that you were playing a Les Paul, because whatever song it was, and, and, and God, I'm so sorry I can't direct people to this video, because I just can't remember which song it was. It was ironic, because I know, I know that that song was never played with a Les Paul. And I think it's got the sweetest fucking tone. And I'm sorry, this is an uncensored podcast, so I hope I'm not offending anybody. I'll go with me. It's the uh, sweetest fucking tone ever. And it just worked. I mean, what, what, what got you into Les? Because that's a very specific guitar. Everybody plays Fenders. And they have all these Paul Reed Smiths and these Kramers and all these other crazy guitars. But when you hear a Gibson, Les Paul, you hear a very specific tone. So for me... You know, a lot of my inspirations were like Slash, Randy Rose, a lot of these classic guys that play Les Paul, doing even Jimmy Page. And you know, nowadays they're kind of like put in the corner as like the, the the old guy guitars or guitars of the past. But I still love them with all my heart. So a big part of my thing is that I want to, you know, I love the sound of it. And I just, you know, I was like, you know, I don't care if people say it's an old guitar. I'm going to shred with it because it sounds sick and I want people to show that I do what I want. Which is fucking metal, by the way. Yeah, that's very, very metal. It's, it's every bit as metal as, who is it, Gary Moore? There's some British blues player. That's what he uses a less. And nobody loses, uses a less in the blues. I'm sorry, say that again? Oh, yeah, Gary Moore, big inspiration as well. Right on. Outstanding. Outstanding. And now I, I want to move on. Again, there's a lot of breakup because you guys are traveling, and that's that's fine. 
Uh, I want to say Zach. Please tell me I'm saying that name right. Okay, Zach, let's talk to you, sir. Drumming influences. What's it like coming into this band? Uh, were you ready? Are your influences the same? What's going on, brother? <laughs> A lot of my influences are more on the progressive side. So like Rush, uh, Phil Collins with Genesis. A lot of those guys. Right on. Um, but, you know... I did have a really big phase where I went through Three Days of Grace, Breaking Benjamin, all the more modern hard rock, which is where I picked up a lot of more of the double bass chops and all that stuff. So I think I kind of, it's a good um, and even spread of all my influences coming in, especially with Diego and Abby's different influences. That's 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 awesome. And uh, now I'm going to say something sacrilegious and I, I, I apologize. I hate Rush, but Ooh. Neil Peart, Neil Peart <laughs> is obviously one of the greatest drummers of all time. Shut up, Metal Mike. Fucking Getty Lee needs to shut up. His voice sucks. <laughs> I was just going to say the opinions of uh, Bushy do not reflect those of that metal station or uh, his co-host. Yeah, or the Plug Podcast. <laughs> Jeez. All right. But, uh, like, if, if you were to give me a Mount Rushmore, four drummers, Zach, who are your four drummers on Mount Rushmore? That's a good question, uh, Bush. Neil Peart from Rush, Todd Suckerman from Styx, Phil Collins, and Chester Thompson from Genesis. Oh, nice. God damn, that's great. Now, same question, Diego, Mount Rushmore, guitarist. Oh, dang, Mount Rushmore. Where do I even, even begin? Oh, uh, yeah, okay. Let you know I got this. Randy Rhodes. Hell yeah. John Petrucci, Dimebag Daryl, and Jimmy Page. Oh, shit. Now, what was the second one? Because Metal Mike had to say, hell yeah. <laughs> uh, Sorry. Was it, um, John Petrucci. Oh, Petrucci. Okay. Uh, yeah, nice. Yeah, for the band Dream Theater. I, I'm, I'm a massive prog fan as well. And his guitar playing like literally blew my mind, changed the way I viewed the guitar. Metal Mike, did you hear this young guy? He said, hey, he's a guitar player from Dream Theater. Like, we wouldn't know that. Hey, I <laughs> Well, you know. Uh, Diego, I'm messing with you, brother, because that's what we do here at the Plug Podcast. Well, we bust fucking balls. But, you know, Diego's got a point. I mean, I think John Petrucci's an incredible guitar player. But when people yes. talk about great guitar players, he's one of those ones that never comes up. Alex Lifeson from Rush is another one. Nobody ever talks about how great he is, man. It's always, you know, Getty's amazing bass playing and Neil's, and which, don't get me wrong, those guys rule. You know, including hey. his voice, Bushy. I don't care what you say. Hey, and, um, fuck Rush. Fucking whatever, But Alex Lifeson's a great guitar the... player. Thank you. I'm okay. trying to move on to the damn Mount Rushmore <laughs> bass players. Shut the All hell right. up. Whoa, we're, we're getting Whoa. here, dude. Why do you want to fucking, why do you want to blow your load so quickly? So, Diego, what was, okay, so it was John Petrucci, Randy Rhodes, and who were the other two? It was um, Dimebag Dell of Pantera. Obviously, oh. you guys know that And uh, Jimmy Page. Fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. Awesome, dude. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, can't argue that. Abby, you're Mount Rushmore bass players. Okay. Well, I would have to say Gene Simmons because yes! he hired me to play bass. Um, Steve 
Steve Harris, because he's Steve Harris. Um, Iron Maiden, my all-time favorite band. Nice. Um, Lemmy, because he's Lemmy, and I have a picture of him up on my bedroom wall that points right at me, so every time I look at it, I'm like, man, I should be playing bass. Um, and, man, Getty Lee. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Getty Lee on bass. I'm saying Getty Lee on bass. Not going to offend you, say him on vocals. Um, <laughs> because I spent probably six months working on YYZ every single day. And I feel like it made me a stronger bass player, not only just with the ability to play bass, but also mentally able to like oh my gosh, go through playing the same song for six months every day. So I appreciate Getty Lee for that reason. Great answer, Abby. It, it really is. And look, first of all, I, I never get offended. Nothing, literally nothing <laughs> offends me. Um, second of all, I cannot knock anybody that can sing, play bass, and keyboards at the same time. Never, ever, yeah. ever. <laughs> I just, the, the voice grates on me, but I can't deny the music at all. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate you guys hanging out with us today. This is what I need our listeners to know. How do we find the Abby K Band? How do we purchase the Abby K Band's music? How do we get merch? Let us know how to find you guys. Okay, so all of our social media is at Abby K Rocks. Our website is abbykrocks.com. Um, on our website, you can buy physical copies of certain CDs. Uh, we have T-shirts, hats, stuff like that. And then also all of our music is on every streaming platform under Abby K. Awesome. That is outstanding. Uh, secondary question to follow up that. Individually, how do we reach out to what you guys might be doing on your own? Um, so we actually have band emails now. We have Diego at abbykrocks.com. You can reach out to him there. And Zach's only been in the band for a week, so we haven't set that up. But if you give it another few days, we'll have Zach at abbykrocks.com. <laughs> Zach, that means if you make the cut in Philadelphia, <laughs> you have a oh, job. Nothing, really, Zach. Nothing. I threw you a bone, man. You could have just called me a scumbag piece of shit. Something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> Good answer. I def. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely understand that. Uh, now you're currently on the road. We can hear the background noise. What's your feeling going up there to play a live gig again, especially with everything that's going on? This whole COVID pandemic. You guys are going up to Philly. Philly! I mean, damn! That's only six hours away from where I came from. What's your feelings going up there to do a live show? Um, I'm very excited. Uh, we played a show last night about two hours away. So we got home at two in the morning. We were up at six. So we're running on very little sleep. But uh, I think Diego and Zach have been sleeping quite a bit. I'm going to act like I haven't slept at all. Um, 
Diego, how are you feeling? Uh, you know, I was feeling tired, then I had a lot of coffee, and now I'm feeling a lot better. Coffee helps. Oh, coffee is the nectar of the gods. Zach, how you feeling? I'm excited. I've never been to Philly, so I'm excited to play. In this Zach, place. don't lie. What's the thing you're most excited for? I'm excited to try cheesesteaks from the two rival cheesesteak cheese restaurants. Oh, <laughs> thank you so much, because as you guys have heard, uh, I am obviously not from the South. And, uh, dude, I know all about Philly cheesesteaks. I know all about New York pizza. I lived 32 years in New York. I'm telling you what. Get to New York, eat the pizza. <laughs> right on. If you guys had anything to say to any up-and-coming bands, what would you say? Because I know it's a very different environment than it was back when myself and Metal Mike grew up, where, you know, record companies actually pushed sales. It, it wasn't singles and Spotify taking like 95% of what you could fucking earn on something. What's yeah. the best advice that you could give to an up-and-coming band? For me, personally, as a female in the rock music <laughs> industry, I would say if somebody tells you that you can't do something, do it anyways and prove them wrong. That's fucking beautiful. Absolutely. And I, I actually want to address that after we talk to, um, you know, Diego and Zach. <laughs> All right, yeah. um, if I have something to tell an upcoming band, I, I would say be the most extreme version of you you can be. Like, don't try to imitate anyone else or try to be something because you think it's trendy. People can see right through that. It might last a while but people are going to get bored of it. But if you're authentically yourself and put like the best version of yourself out there, people are going to fall in love with it, and that's all the difference. Dude, that's fucking pretty profound, too. I, I could do an hour with these guys. I'm saying. Zach, Zach, I mean, I know you're new to this group. I'm assuming you've done something else before this group because, frankly, Abby and Diego, if, if you didn't have the chops, you wouldn't be traveling to fucking Philly with them to do some shows. <laughs> What's your advice to, to, to up-and-coming bands, up-and-coming musicians, whatever? I would say take every opportunity that comes to you that will help you either get better or help you kind of advance yourself towards where you want to be. Awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Now, Abby specifically the person, not Abby K. Band. I, I do have a question because this is something that irritates the hell out of me. There's a band out of Texas I'm trying to get on with a female lead singer, you know, and this this is my this is my question specifically because I hate this, but I'm guilty of it. Mm -hmm. I, could, I could be out with a friend and I'll be like, dude, check out this band. It's a female fronted band. Dude, check out this band. It's a female drummer. Dude, check out this band. It's a female bass player or singer. Dude, check out this band. It's a guitar player. Why do you think it is, and I know, I know this is kind of deep, it's kind of personal, why do you think it is that it just can't be a band? It has to be, this is female fronted. It was female this, female that. Because I hate it, and I'm guilty of it myself. 
What are, what are your so, thoughts on that? Because I know you're very young. You sexist bastard. I think, <laughs> I think it bothers a lot of women in music. Um, it doesn't really bother me as much because I think I have a different outlook on it. I think it happens because we're in rock music, and that's not typically a female industry. And so it is rare. And so when you see a female drummer, you do point it out. Um, and I think people get upset. Hold on. I'm sorry. What the <laughs> I, hell? That's was my was damn, that my co-host? Yeah, my damn phone. You're fucking fired. I know. All right. I'm well, sorry, it was nice talking to you guys. And, uh, you know, I'll see you later. Have a good night. Stay metal. <laughs> fuck. Fuck that up. So, uh, sorry, Abby. Continue, hon. I'm, I apologize. It's okay. So I, I think... You know, some people get upset because nobody says, hey, there's a guy drummer right there. But I do understand you don't say that because you expect a guy drummer. And it's just, you know, if you see a female playing rock music, it's unexpected. And you do point it out. That's uh, that's that's really a great attitude. Um, like I said, I'm still kind of conflicted. Uh If we talk politically, I vote red, but I lived in New York for 32 years, so I lean blue on a lot of things and it's just one of those things that irritates the piss out of me that it has to be pointed out that it's a female and it goes all the way back to Janis Joplin I mean it, it's just so maybe you're right it's 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 rare it's rare yeah. and so maybe that's what it is you know just like oh oh shit that's a chick doing this stuff maybe that's what it is I, I would probably concur with that statement well see what I yeah. do um, if I may interject, Bushy, is like a lot of times when I play bands that have, you know, um, um, females in, in, in the band, I always, what sometimes I will bring it up, but I'm always like, because one of the things like I was talking about earlier, like when we were talking about some of the newer metal bands, one of the things I've noticed um, that the females are being very predominant in is stoner metal. I mean, Ruby the Hatchet, Drug Cult, bands like that where they have these female, and they're fucking amazing you know so i think it's a great thing i'm like hell yeah man we need more you know i mean i love hard rock and metal but come on man you know nobody enjoys a saw an all sausage party you know what i'm saying so i'm like i'm all like hey the more ladies the more ladies the better man you know what i'm saying so you know yeah yeah keep rocking and that's our sexist content of the day hey no it's 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 i, I don't I don't. I didn't mean it like that. I'm Passing just saying. with your metal mind. Just saying, you know. Hey. All right. We anyway. definitely don't want to take up uh, too much of your time. I know you guys are probably trying to crash. Um, <laughs> I guess the last thing I'd like to know is, we found out where you can get all the socials. We found out where you can download your music. What's coming up besides the Philadelphia show tomorrow? Because. God willing, I'll get this episode up before tomorrow. But I'm going to a you know live rock thing going on in my town here right after we get off of this call. Yeah. What's the future of Abby K Man? Where could people come see you? Because I definitely think you guys need some exposure. Get it out there. Near future, uh, next week um, that would be September 17th. We're playing in Denver, North Carolina at Royal Bliss. The next day, September 18th, we're at 158 on Main in Mooresville, North Carolina. And then a little bit farther out, uh, in, I'm, I mean, I'm moving in two months. Diego's moving in five months. 
um, and Zach in a little bit later than that. But next, we're moving to Nashville, and we're going to start working on our debut album. Awesome. Oh, that is that is so badass. By the way, Bushy's coming to fucking Nashville. I, uh, Abby, I've been there three times. I've made three out of the four Rockapod Expos, but this last one was the first time I actually got to go explore, you know, explore the city. Yeah. Bushy's ass is coming to fucking Nashville, so you're going to have to let us know how to get a hold of you when I finally make that move. Because I'll come out there and raise my hordes and you'll rock out to you guys. If I'm, yeah. I, I don't care if I'm the only asshole in the crowd. I'm going to be the asshole with the horns up in your face. <laughs> <laughs> but that's absolutely outstanding. Uh, I will say, Eddie K. Band, all of you, bring your asses out to the Asheville, North Carolina area. Because that's where I am. I'm in the northwestern part of the state. I actually live in Spruce Pine, uh, about two and a half, three hours from uh, from Charlotte, where you guys are kind of centralized. Yeah. I really appreciate you guys coming on. Thank you so much, uh, Abby, personally, for responding to my Twitter request, because that's, that's a rarity. Normally, I have to go through somebody. Uh, if you had anything to say or anything to recommend to anybody as we get off of this thing, and this is for each of you, what do you recommend uh, musically that's not your music? I'm going to throw a little curve at you because obviously we want you to check out the Abby K band. But what are you guys listening to currently that just rocks your world or blows your mind and you, you, you just think that you need to hear this music? Abby first. Okay, so I'm going to do one that isn't mine, and I'm going to do one that's mine because, you know, we had a song come out like two days ago, and I'm going to plug that. But uh, Plug the hell out of that, by the way. Hallowed Be Thy Name by Iron Maiden. If you don't listen to that and that's not your, like, new favorite song, you got to listen to it again. That's my all-time favorite song. Then, of course, got to go on YouTube, watch the music video for Because of You by Abby Kay. Amazing. Amazing video, by the way. Amazing video, by the way. And I got to tell you, the video has absolutely nothing to do with the song that you wrote after having talked to you. Because I thought this was a sweet, loving kind of tribute to your dad. And it was like, <laughs> oh, no, that's not what that shit is at all. No, no. The video uh, concept and the song concept don't really match. But, you know, it's fine. <laughs> no, it's great. It's, it's, it's a great video. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. Me Thank too. You. All right, my my thrash metal recommendation for all the listeners out there is um, Havoc. If you guys haven't checked out Havoc, they're amazing. They're like all like the the big four thrash bands compiled into one, but heavier. And they're like my go-to metal band now. They're amazing. Bro, Havoc are amazing, man. Horns they're up to you, bro. Oh, so good. Oh, they're great. They're great. There's a lot of great thrash metal bands out there. Uh, the new wave of thrash metal bands. Havoc just being one of them. Diego, you just touched a wicked nerve with Metal Mike. <laughs> that, I love my thrash. That could be an episode yeah. in and of itself. I mean, I do two shows for that metal station. My Friday show where I play all kinds of hard rock and metal, but I do a Tuesday night thrash bash, which is nothing but thrash. So there you oh, go. Uh, when I was learning guitar for the longest time, my teacher would, my homework would be to listen to Among the Living, to listen to Master Pop, work on oh. my down picking. Oh, dude, shit. Dude, dude. <laughs> I, I think I just <laughs> orgasmed right now, man. Jesus oh. Christ. I, wow. I, I, I definitely pre-came a little bit. That was badass. <laughs> <laughs> Zach, 
What's your recommendation? Something you're just like, you have to hear this. It could be what you're doing now. It could be your stuff. It could be what, whatever. What, what's your recommendation? We call it plug-in because we plug in here. I'm just going to recommend you listen to more Rush so you can learn to love it. <laughs> okay, so we're never going to talk to this fucking guy again. <laughs> uh, right on, Zach. What the hell? How, how are you going to get an interview when I bust the interviewer's balls? <laughs> I love this guy, man. We got to have you guys back on sometime, man, for real. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I tell you what, you guys, um, Abby K knows how to get, uh, Abby K the person, because I don't want to release her last name. Yeah. But Abby K the person, get a hold of her. She has our email address, how to get a hold of us. And uh, Diego and Zach, we'd love to have you guys on alone as well. I think all three of you would be great individual interviews as well. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea, Bushy. Oh, and another thing, guys. If you're ever in the St. Louis Metro East area, you have to let me know. I will definitely come see you guys. All right. Awesome. All right. You guys be good. Please travel safe. Have a great show. If I remember looking at your either Facebook posts or web page, your Philadelphia show is tomorrow night. Is that correct? Yes, it is Sunday, September 12th. Uh, we play at 4.25 p.m. at the fire. Outstanding. So all of you guys in the Philly area, and look, New York City bitches, I know how far away Philly is. Get your ass over there. Check out the Abby K Band. <laughs> They're absolutely amazing. And uh, I tell you what, it's it, as sexist as it is, it's cool to see a female bass player up front singing. We don't, we, we, we never see that. It's, it's always a backup kind of position, so that's that's absolutely badass. Yeah. Thank you guys so much, uh, Abby, Diego, Zach. Thank you so much for being here. Metal Mike, anything you want to say to these folks before we let them go to sleep so they can enjoy the fucking I, ride? I do. Stay safe, man. Uh, take care of yourselves. Keep doing what you're doing. Uh, keep fighting the good fight and stay metal. We will. Thank you're welcome. That is, that is that is so awesome. You guys are great. And Abby, again, send your uh, or send my thanks to your father for, frankly, turning me on to your CD from Charlotte and uh, my exploration on your YouTube channel. You guys absolutely rule. You guys have a great day. Thank you so much for being here. We look Thank forward to hearing from you in the future. Yeah, awesome. All right, you be you guys be good. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Yeah, a lot of good stuff in there. They were they were fun, you know, joking a little bit. It was, you know, I thought it was a real good interview. And I, I like, you know, I, I hate saying females in rock and metal because it sounds like it's something just, oh my God, it never happened. Because it's, it's, it's a lot more prevalent these days, anyway. It it has become more prevalent, but I also agree with Abby. It's still, you know, um, I don't. It's still not the, I don't want to use the word norm, but it's not the prevalent thing, you know? And, and I think, like I said in the interview, you know, I mean, sometimes rock and metal can be somewhat of a sausage party, man. Yeah. You know? And, uh, uh, but, and, and she seemed to get a kick out of that. That's the thing I liked about them is they, they seemed to get a kick out of us, you know, especially when we were busting each other's chops, <laughs> you know, and, and you were going off about your, your, uh, 
dislike for Getty Lee's voice. It was good stuff, man. It was fucking comedy gold as far as I was concerned. And uh, very, just a very cool interview. Very down to earth. Very, and I, I, like I said, I just admire the hell out of them because of the fact that they're, um, they're flying that fucking flag, man. And they were on the road talking to us. I mean, that's just fucking rock and roll right there, dude. That's metal, you know? Oh, hell yeah. So, oh, hell very, yeah. very cool interview. I'm glad you reached out to her. Um, hope we can get uh, some of these other folks that said they were going to talk to us to to uh, set something up here eventually. And uh, yeah, man, should be really cool. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you know, all I can do is try. You know, I got the, you know, the... The information I needed from two people, just, you know, still doing the waiting game, waiting to hear back. We'll see what happens, I reckon. And, I mean, I'm cool with it because I understand they probably get approached by a lot of people, too. You right. know? So but, yeah, like, but much bigger than us. Much bigger than us. Yeah, so it's like I understand that, uh, you know, I'm not going to, you know, be pissy about it. Now, if we never hear from them, I'm going to be like, hey, next time I see them. That's <laughs> um, you know. That's but, great. yeah, man, it was a, it was a great uh, interview. And, and uh, as far as I'm concerned, I've. So far, just a fantastic episode, man. You know, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Got a question for you. The Metallica box set came out. Uh huh. The uh, Black Album box set. Yeah. Um, and then the uh, Blacklist, which has got other versions, you know, bands doing other versions of songs. And it seems like most of the album is Nothing Else Matters. <laughs> yeah. You know, a lot of the guys cover that. But I did hear Ghost cover um, Enter Sandman. Oh, yeah. How was it? Well, at first I was like, what the hell is this? Because it was all piano. Yeah. You know? And then it kicks in and the crunch comes. It's like, ah, oh, there it is. Okay, yeah, this is good. This is good. But I've heard bad things about it. I was wondering what your take is on it. Have you heard anything from it? seen anything? I haven't really, dude. And, 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 and part of the reason for that, I mean, the only thing I saw was uh, a while back, um, Metallica was just recently on Jimmy Kimmel and they've read a bunch of Amazon reviews of people that hate the black album, <laughs> yeah. which was fucking hilarious. It was yeah, so it was. funny. I, yeah, I actually um, just watched that before coming on today. <laughs> right. Um, but, uh, you know, in fact, I think my co-host of the metal Mike show, Bildo had posted it on our Facebook group page. And, um, you know, I, I don't know, man. I mean, the black album's not really one of my favorite metallic albums. There's a few songs on there I like, you know, but uh, so I haven't really had chance, and I haven't had a chance to check out any of the other artists and their renditions of those songs. So, but I am a Ghost fan, so I am kind of curious to hear what it sounds like. But I got to be honest with you, man. I've never been a big fan of Inner Sandman, ever. <laughs> like that's one of those songs I didn't like. First time I heard it, I was like, oh. Oh, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Radio-friendly, palpable bullshit. You know, because people have to understand, I was a Metallica fan from not the very beginning, but kind of close, you know? So it's right. like, what? what? You know? Um, now, with that being said, like I said, I've gotten, I've mellowed out a bit more as I've gotten older, and, and I've listened to the Black Album and, you know, reassessed it a few more times. So um, there's some songs on there I like. But um, and even some of the songs that some of the songs that kind of frustrate me, like one of them big time is sad, but true killer uh, riff, see. an amazing riff. But they play it over and over and over. And it's so fucking monotonous that I get bored. I'm like, OK, I'm done. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like and, and, and um, you know. Yeah, it was like sad but true. Yeah, that's what my whole feeling was about that whole album. <laughs> and, uh, or 
most of it anyway. And my, uh, I remember when I did the review for the Black Album on the Rock and Metal Combat podcast, I had said nothing else matters, including their integrity. So I, I, I did have some, um, you know, uh, but I also know I'm in the minority. I mean, the fucking album sold like 16 million copies or yeah, something 16, in this country alone. Yeah, 16 this times country alone, platinum. That ain't counting worldwide. You know what I mean? Right. So it's like. You know, I, well, I can't uh, lie. You know, uh, Metallica I discovered later on. Seems mm-hmm. that uh, Megadeth was on MTV first, if I remember right. Well, that's yeah. because Metallica didn't have any videos until Justice for All, dude. Yes. They so didn't I, make so videos. I came to Metallica very late in the game. And that's when it was, is when the video for one came out. So uh, by the time Mass or uh, the Black Album comes out, you know, I've got my experience with Justice, and that's it. I haven't even gone backwards yet. Right, so right. So I dug the album pretty well. Uh, Enter Sandman was actually on my uh, on my warm-up tape when I was a high jumper in track. That song would get me jacked. I'd play that, and then Hangar 18 by Megadeth back-to-back. Now, see, Hater 18 rules. Oh, yeah, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. But, uh, yeah, the, the I thought it was mean tweets, but, yeah, it was... <laughs> bad amazon reviews one star amazon review uh reviews. which was hilarious it was funny it was absolutely hilarious and i also watched the uh the interview did, they did with kimmel that actually wasn't so bad yeah i didn't watch that part of it but uh it, it was a very very funny segment but you know i mean hey like i said i've i've said a lot of heavy things about metallica but i've always been like as far as i'm concerned nothing will ever t- especially the cliff burton era Right. Nothing will ever taint that. And I love Justice for All as well. So um, while I, and, and like I said, there's a few songs off the Black Album, but to me it was clearly the beginning of the end. It was the Bob Rock era, and I fucking hated it. I hated Load, fucking hated Reload, and St. <laughs> Anchor can go suck a dick too. Death Magnetic was a step in the right direction, but it wasn't, I think, I think that album's a bit overrated. Like, I noticed most Metallica fans, some of them will be like, I'm fucking terrible. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's It's got some good riffs, and yeah, they're getting thrashy, but you still had James doing his Eeyore vocals. Like, yo, 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 yo. That, that style of singing that he got into that started with the Black Album, but got really bad with Load and Reload. So it was like, okay. And then, like, like I said, it was a step in the right direction. I don't want to sound like I'm shitting on it completely. Uh, but it wasn't, I think the thing was Metallica was putting out so many shit albums that it, it's kind of like Kiss's Revenge. You, you see what I'm saying? Like, Revenge, yeah. I think, is overrated. It's not a bad record. There's some good songs off Revenge. I think Unholy is amazing. But it's not this fucking masterpiece of an album that some Kiss fans make it out to be. I'm like, you're only saying that. Because we had fucking Hot in the Shade and Crazy Nights, which I know you love, but what I'm trying <laughs> love, to say love is both those records. But 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 a lot of Kiss fans, they felt Kiss had kind of strayed from what they were, you know. Right. Uh, and Revenge was them going back to going, okay, we're going to mean business now, and we're going to get heavy again, and um, that's why I think it's a bit overrated. Like you know, it, it's. Not a bad record. Like I said, there's some cool songs on there, but I, at the same time, I'm also like, there's some songs where I'm like, eh, you know, it's it's okay. You know, I will say though, unholy fucking rules. Yeah, um, it's a killer song. In the moment I heard that, I was like, oh, this is gonna be a good record. It's gonna be. A good oh record. yeah, I was excited, dude. I saw the video. I remember when they were advertising it on Headbangers Ball, and I was like, holy shit! And even the way they looked, I'm like, 
Now, this is the way non-makeup Kiss should have always looked because it reflected to me what the music sounded like. You know, right. like when you listen to an album like Asylum, those outfits do not reflect that record sound <laughs> at all. I don't think. You know, I'm like, what? You know, yeah, like, that's, that's, that's another favorite of mine, Asylum, man. I like Asylum. I think Asylum's a solid record, dude. But, you know, a lot of people, I think, judge it because of the look and the cover when they should be like, hey, just listen to the music, man. There's some good stuff on there. Yeah, just skip over that horrible song. <laughs> oh. I don't find it that much, man. I, I don't... I'm like, dude, there are other songs in Kiss's catalog that I fucking... Yeah, I'll take that over. Um, I've said it before. I'll say it again. Yeah, I, I know. Listen to I know. Bang bang, 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 bang you twenty you. times before I want to hear fucking tears are falling again. Wow. stuff yeah metallica they, they really brought it back with hardwired exactly it, to me that's what i was going to say man i feel that uh, death magnetic um paved the way for hardwired like but i often wonder and i want to know what your thoughts are too since you're a megadeth fan okay. and i didn't mean to cut you off so i apologize oh you are fine you are fine go ahead um sometimes i wonder because dystopia is such a strong record so good it makes me wonder if maybe that got metallica to get their ass in gear you know, I've kind you know of wondered I mean, that too dude, because, because I thought. I mean, uh, even though I know they were working on the album for quite a while, but I mean, I got to give Hardwired some. It's a good record. Even the slower songs are good. They're right. constructed really well. I mean, some of them even um, have that. Um, there's a few sounds that even songs even have like almost a Sabbathy doom metal vibe to them, like a "I Am Savage" or whatever right. the song. Yeah, yeah. That's what it's called, I think. Um, I, and so I'm I'd just like... To, I'd have yeah, to pull up my handy-dandy box of records here. <laughs> yeah, but, um, you know, it, 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 it... You know, so even songs like that, which aren't thrashy at all, but are uh, just really got that thick and heavy... Um, it was just thick and heavy and kind of, you know, doomy, and I liked it, you know? Right, right. Uh, Halo on Fire, I thought was a pretty cool song, you know? And yeah, it's that's... not a million miles away. So, it, it, I don't know. There's just something about that record. When, uh, in fact, I remember the first time I heard, it was the actual title track. You know, they'd released the video, and I'm in my living room, and I look at my nephew Kane, and I go, all right, let's see if the new Metallica's even worth a fuck. And that was my attitude, because wow. they hadn't done anything that had really blown me away. Right. In so long. 
and I fucking hit play, and the song starts, and it just keeps going, and I'm looking at Kane, and Kane's looking at me, and we're going, dude, this is, I, I'm digging this. What about you? He's like, dude, this is fucking badass, and it was like, okay, all right, man, cool, you know. So yeah, see, I've always wondered myself, man, because the whole I I thought the Megadeth Metallica thing had been squashed, but when Dystopia comes out, it's so good. Yeah. I mean, it is so good, and you're like, I mean, I was at the point. It's like, well, there you go, Dave. You finally did it. You know, yeah, it's been in your head to finally crush Metallica. Congrats, you did it. Right. And then Metallica comes out with Hardwired, and it's like, oh, maybe you didn't. I don't know. That's a tough call. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think personally, I prefer Dystopia only because it's a more cohesive record. I like Hardwired, but I do think you could shave a couple of tracks off that and just make a single album. Right. Um, I mean, it is a double album. But overall, I still give Metallica an A for effort, you know, and I don't mean like they're like hating on Dave. I think it's there, but there's still that competitiveness between them. There right. always will be. It'll never leave, you know, no, like, no, not until somebody retires or passes on. Right. So, you know, um, as far as I'm concerned, but hey, that's cool, man. I'm, I'm hoping the next Megadeth record's great. I'm looking forward to hearing it. Yeah, you know, so. yeah. I, I guess it's going to be James Lomenzo on bass, huh? Yeah, apparently, yeah. Which was the guy who I think was on bass before uh, Ellison Jr. came back. So. Right, right. Apparently, Dave, I haven't listened to it, but David's got a project out that I haven't listened to yet, but I want to check it out. Oh, yeah, The Lucid. I want to check it yeah. out myself. I haven't listened to it yet, so I'm gonna, I've been a slacker, damn it. Uh, I, well, not really a slacker. I've just been super busy with a lot of other shit. So. Well, that's me. It's like work last week, man. I was I was there all the days. We got let mm -hmm. go early one day. And I don't... Right. Man, I don't know why. I don't know why, because we only worked four days this week. You know, we had Labor Day off. I don't know why it was the longest week I have ever had. It's just like those days just crawled. And the funny thing is, is, I was actually busy. I was busy. You know, it's not like I was standing around. Because right. you know how with you know how slow the clock moves when you're standing around. But I was busy all eight hours of these shifts. And I was just like, they're the longest eight hours of my life. <laughs> right, right. I don't know what the hell was going on this week. But, you know, I just, uh, what was it? The uh, Heavy Metal Hall of Fame inductions happened today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep um, up in with fact, that a little bit. Um. You know, uh, Verno just had Pat Gaswaldo. Gaswaldo. I'm sorry. Gaswaldo. That's it. Gaswaldo. Um, on his podcast, Metal Mayhem ROC, just recently. He also had uh, um, Bill Alcoin's uh, companion um, on there as well. And, uh, you know, because he's trying to get Bill in, in into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, Bill was one of the uh, inductees into the Heavy Metal Hall of Fame. Um, I, you know, I mean, seems like a good guy. I don't have the heart to tell him that, um, he should just wipe his ass with the rock and roll hall of fame, but right. that's just me. I think they're a joke. I, I think they're fucking, you know, for one, I don't even know why they call it rock and roll. They should just call it the American music hall of fame. That way right. they can induct any, you know, um, genre of music. And I would be fine with that because some of the people that they, they induct them going, well, they've had a Hall of Fame career, but right. I wouldn't call them rock and roll, you know. So there's that. And then there's just the whole, 
you know, I mean, let's be honest. They're run by Rolling Stones. Like I said in the interview, I didn't go off on a rant about it, but I mentioned them as the enemy. To me, they are the enemy. I mean, they, you know, they're, you know, it's it's run by the guy who, you know, owns Rolling Stone. They're a bunch of elitist cocksuckers. They fucking hate hard rock and metal. They always have. Right. You know, you know, and, and, and that's what cracks me up about how people get so upset about how they're not in there. I'm like, even when they induct the bands we love, they make them wait at least a decade, if not longer. And then we're supposed to just roll over and thank our lucky stars that they inducted the bands we love. Fuck them fucking jackals, as fucking Bill Wayne would say. I could care less if they induct... In fact, I'm with Dr. Fuck. I want them to take the bands I love out of their piece of shit institution. Fuck those fucking motherfuckers. Man, I fucking can't stand them. I will never visit the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I will never support that fucking joke of an institution. I refuse. I've got to say that if I had a chance to go, like I was in town, I probably would go. I ain't paying. Oh, I'll pay to walk in. I don't care. I was kind of shocked by by one inductee in the Heavy Metal Hall of Fame. What was that? Who was that? Blaze Bailey. Yeah, that's... I mean... Here's the thing about the Heavy Metal Hall of Fame, and I don't mean any offense to Pat because I love that he's doing it at all. It's great. But I have noticed some of the inductees, I'm going, oh, to me, it's like they're going after people that, like, for instance, I have no problem with these guys being inducted. But, you know, guys like um, Bruce Kulick or um, Randy Rhodes, which is great. Not, I'm not complaining, but I'm also like, well, where's Sabbath and where's, I mean, maybe it's the obvious choices, but I'm still thinking, well, shouldn't. Those guys, you know, like Metallica, and I mean, I, I, it just seems like they're inducting people that, and maybe that's part of their thinking. It's like, well, fuck it, we're going to take people in at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which a never give the time of day to, right. you know. And um, I mean, I, I don't know, you know, I, I it's 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 hard to say, uh, but I I mean, I don't think Blaze Bailey, and I'm not trying to be a dick here, I don't think he's had a Hall of Fame career, to no. be quite honest. With Didn't you. he have two Maiden albums? Yeah, and well, he's been in other things, but he's not. See, I've never heard of him since. To me, yeah, to me, a Hall of Famer is somebody like. Um, I mean, because Paul Diano was uh, inducted yeah. as well. But now, see, Paul Diano, I get, I get Paul Diano. Right. I don't get Blaze Bailey, man. I, I, you know, I mean, Paul Diano was the original singer. Those two first two maiden albums are fucking awesome, and, and he was a pioneer. I mean, Blaze is a guy who he's Ripper Owens, essentially. Dude, I like right. Ripper, but I don't think Ripper. I mean, I will say this about Ripper, though. He since he's less priest, he's been in a bunch of different projects and done a lot of different things. So I'm not I'm not saying he hasn't. I mean, I don't know. It's a tricky. I don't want to come because then I feel like I'm coming across as a fucking elitist <laughs> or a snob. And I, I, and I don't want to be that way. I mean, I don't I'm uh, not that. I'm not a big fan of Blaze Bailey era of Iron Maiden, but people have Me to understand. Either. I, I kind of checked out after fucking. I think the last Maiden album I listened to, in its entirety. Well, I'd have to think about that. I mean, there's there's Seventh Son with Seventh Son. Loved it. Well, no, that's not true. I, there's Book of Souls. I, I did a review for it. Um. And yeah. I haven't even really listened to this new record yet. I mean, I've the been Sinjutsu hearing is I, I enjoy it. Yeah, it, it, it just seems it just seems they're moving more towards prog metal with every album. 
Oh, they've been d- d- moving. They've been going that direction since Seventh Son, bro. Let's be real about it. It's just gotten more and more prog as it's went along. I mean, I'm not putting well, it down. No, because no prayer for I the actually, dying wasn't proggy at all. Neither was Fear of the Dark. No, no, and I, I and, and again, those those are albums that had some good songs on them. But to me, the last great Iron Maiden, great Maiden album, not good. Which great. one's the last great? Power Slave, dude. Yeah, that one. Now, don't get me wrong. I like Somewhere in Time. It's a good album, and it's got some good solid songs on it. Um, But it's not... To me, that's where the decline started. To me. Again, though, to to me, um, Somewhere in Time is kind of like Megadeth's... uh, uh, um, Oh, God damn it. I'm having a... Drawing a blank. Euthanasia. No, fuck that. No, Euthanasia is the black album. Fuck that record. I'm talking about Countdown know. to Extinction. Countdown Risk, to Extinction. Risk is way worse than fucking. Oh, Risk is horrible. Risk is like fucking. That's like Saint Anger bad. That's like really bad. I mean, that's I like, did. I dig the song Breadline, but it just it doesn't scream Megadeth to me. No, um, but uh, what I was trying to say, Countdown to Extinction is a good record. Yeah. I don't put it up there with the other albums before it though some people like my co-host in the metal mic show bill though does bill feels that yes countdown does deserve to be i don't i like it it's a good record there's some great songs on it and i was really happy for dave because well he almost had a number one album then um until you know of course billy ray cyrus had to fuck all that up thanks billy but you know um seems like so it seems like me dave's kind of had shitty luck because i always wanted him to get that number one record so he'd get it out of his fucking system and go back to being fucking megadeth instead of you know trying to outdo metallica and do what they do like the whole risk album was all because lars ulrich said in an interview well dave doesn't take enough risk fuck that man <laughs> that those kind of risk he don't need to be taken that was fucking terrible well you know, so well, so for me, you know, Megadeth, I, after Euthanasia, I kind of tuned out for a while, and I kind of did with Maiden as well. I, I just have to be honest, man. Like, yeah, I've got all, I've got all the records, and I haven't heard much after uh, Fear of the Dark. Um, I now, did, is that physically or digitally? Digitally. Or both. Oh, digitally. Yeah, okay. Physically, I have all the old stuff from yeah, I've got everything. up to Seventh Son. So... Yeah. Yeah, digitally I have everything. Uh, physically I have a few of them. Um, I'm I, again, man. I'm I'm like the first, like five, six maiden albums. Right. You can't touch them, man. Well, see, After that's that, like you know, we were talking about. Obviously, the you know the heavy metal hall of fame. Um, I don't know if it's still going on, uh, but it was going on. Um, Paul Diano, Blaze Bailey, Legacy Iron Maiden inductions is what they called it. Ah, uh, okay, uh, okay, fair enough. But, but I still uh, like, started oh, talking about Megadeth. Marty Friedman was now, see, inducted. Even though I kind of blame Marty for ultimately the direction Megadeth got went with, with the fucking more commercially bullshit. I think Dave was listening to Marty. Marty's never really amazing guitar player, mind you. He's never been really into thrash. So I, I think marty was an influence and i think dave was just obsessed with beating metallica but but with that being said he was part of the most stable whether you like what they were doing or not that lineup stayed together for a long time i think they recorded more albums together than any lineup of megadeth i think marty's had yeah he deserves to be in that well between his work with between his work with megadeth and uh 
uh, who was it that he was with in Cacophony? Oh, uh, wasn't that the guy who's... Isn't he, that um, Jason Becker? Yeah, isn't he the dude that's like, he, he has to use a device to communicate with because he, yeah. he's got ALS, I believe. Or... Yeah, he's still composing. Yes, I know, I know. Um, yeah. Quite a guy, man. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah. So yeah, Friedman, he, he's definitely had a uh, Hall of Fame career. Other inductees today include Striper. And I think, okay, yeah. And you know what, Pat explained on on uh, uh, our buddy uh, Verno's podcast why he's like, think about it. they're the only Christian metal album that ever had platinum albums, right? You know, nobody else did that, and he's absolutely right. You know, I mean, you can't take that away from them. So Very you know, true. I'm like right, right on. You know, so yeah. yeah, I have no problem with Striper. Look, I really have no problem, even if it's an artist I don't care for. You have to be some when it comes to Hall of Fame things to me it, you have to you have to be somewhat objective and what I mean by that it's like okay here's a perfect example Bill feels like Slayer should be even in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame they should be there even though he cannot stand Tom Araya's voice right he still feels that Slayer has had a Hall of Fame career I would have you know and right and um you know that you know so there you go it's like there's been people that i don't really particularly care for but i'd go yeah they had a hall of fame career you know so there right. you go like i'm not gonna be like fucking stupid about, like okay a band i don't really care much for they're okay they had a few good songs but i always felt was really really overrated and that's you too but they've had a hall of fame career you can't fucking deny that you right. can't you know yeah. whether you like them or not you know you can't deny they've had a Hall of Fame fucking career. True, true. So. And here's another band I think is deserving. Uh, even the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, even though I know that place is a sham. Triumph inducted. Oh, yeah. Very underrated metal band. Yes, I mean, you sir. want to talk about Canadian... You want to talk about Canadian three-pieces. Everybody goes to Rush. Fuck hey, I love Rush. me some Rush. I know Fuck, you don't. Fuck Rush. But Triumph <laughs> were a great fucking band, man. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I think I speak for several of our cohorts when I say... Uh, yeah, you know, I'm Dr. Fuck loves Triumph. Our friend Mark Alden Taylor loves Triumph. There's a lot of people that love yeah, Triumph, and yeah. I am glad to see them get some recognition because they fucking deserve it, man. So, Pat Gaswaldo, good on you, brother. Oh, yeah. Also, Kiss Inductions. We've got uh, Doc McGee, manager from 95 to now, Bill Coin, original manager. And Bruce I definitely Kulik. think. Yes, and, yes. Uh, and Eric Carr, posthumously, obviously. You fucking right. Yeah, Paul, I'm sorry. And Paul Staley, Eric Singer, did the inducting. That's cool. That's cool, man. Oh, yeah. Um, um, and as far as I'm concerned, yes, all those guys um, deserve to be there. Um, Bill Alcoin, I mean, I remember getting in a debate with somebody on um, YouTube. Dr. Fuck was making a video about... You know how it's not really Kiss, and you know the whole deluded video, and right. some Kiss tar. This chick got all butthurt, and 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 was like fucking saying a lot of just really stupid shit, and she she really just totally. And, and look, I'm not trying to disparage Paul and Gene's contributions to that band, you know, but what she did was basically totally disparage Ace and Peter, and I'm like, really? Because she said, well, if it wasn't for Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons, no one would know who Peter Criscola and Paul Fraley is. 
And I went, oh, I see what you're doing. Okay. And then I said, well, that's an interesting point because you know what? If it wasn't for Bill Paul Coyne and Sean Delaney, there might not have been, nobody might not know who the fuck Gene Klein or otherwise known as Kime Vitz and Stanley Iser is. So, you know, I mean, if we're going to play that fucking game. Right. You know, like, you know, I mean, I'm sorry, but you've got to <laughs> give Bill his fucking due. And Sean, too, man. Sean would help him do their choreography and shit. Nobody yeah, ever. Dude, from the very beginning, they were planning that stuff. Yes. Well, any member of KISS, uh, you know, especially from those earlier years, you know, they're deserving of getting in. And Eric, God, Eric was with the band forever. And yeah. Kulik, up until Tommy Thayer, was, you know, the longest non-original tenured member. Yes, sir. Yes, so, sir. Yeah, they, they're they both very deserving. Um, Eric Carr, I mean, come on. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I mean, mean. He really gave Kiss a he, kick in the ass. Not only that, he gave it his all. That guy put in 110%. Right. And he loved doing what he did, you know. So, yeah. And uh, we lost him way too fucking soon. So as far as I'm concerned, yeah, Eric definitely deserves to be recognized, um, you know, and, and and that's cool, man. That's what I mean. Good on Pat. I give him my props, man. I'm like, way to go, dude, for doing, you know, like the fact that he even has a heavy metal Hall of Fame. Thank you, right. Mr. Goswaldo. You know, it's fucking awesome because it's like, you know, I mean, and what I do like about this is that they apparently they have the fans get to vote. They do have a committee, but it's a committee made of peers, not a bunch of fucking snobby elitist pricks from some stupid so-called rock magazine. Right, right. You know, so, you know, I, I yeah, as far as I, I totally recognize the Heavy Metal Hall of Fame. I'm like, yeah, you know, we don't, you know, that's the thing that, that always bothers me about people. It's like, hey, guess what, folks? We don't really need the mainstream. We never did. Right. Ever. I mean, think about it, man. Like, you know, it just kind of cracks me up how sometimes people get all butthurt because you got some bands that aren't in the mainstream. Metal's always been underground to a certain extent, man. Right. Like, even Black Sabbath, dude. I'm telling you, back in the 70s, I was just a little guy, but I remember. People, if you if you walked around with a Black Sabbath t-shirt, man, when I was a really little kid, you were a fucking dirtbag, dude. You were a fucking weirdo, freakazoid, fuck. Man, you were fucking spaced out. You were a fucking, you were a hooligan. whatever you want to call it man it was like you were not it wasn't cool okay it wasn't cool to like sabbath it wasn't cool to like that kind of stuff man right. you know but yet they were selling all these records and fucking and 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 packing places everywhere they played i don't know you figure it out you know but it, it's to me it's never really you, there's an audience for this kind of music man if, if there wasn't the rock and pod wouldn't keep getting bigger and bigger every fucking year. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So, 
you know. And we uh, certainly wouldn't keep getting these up and coming bands nobody hears of that are, you know, really right. talented and have something to say. So as far as I'm concerned, and with the internet, we don't really need the mainstream. And I think that kind of freaks them out. They don't like that. They right. don't like the fact that we can, like, we don't need, I mean, you got band camp, dude, cut out the middleman. Especially right. if you order their buy their music on Fridays, the band gets 100% of the profits, man. You know, fuck these record companies, as far as I'm concerned. Fuck them. Most of them are a joke anyway. And look how many bands, yeah, yeah, the business model worked in a way, but in a way it didn't. Because you had a lot of bands that also got fucked over by rock, uh, record deals. Look at right. Armored Saint. Chrysalis Records had no fucking clue how to market that band. They didn't get the right people to produce their first few albums. They about damn near killed that band off. Right. You know, so, yeah, I'm not really a big fan of record labels, man. I mean, unless you get somebody who knows what the fuck they're doing. There's certain labels that will go through a period of time where they're the Roadrunner Records for a long time. That was the metal label, boy. Right. I mean, you still had Metal Blade and a few others, but and right now it's Nuclear Blast, see? But, yeah, so you got some people who get it. And, and what's funny about companies like Nuclear Blast and 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 Metal Blade and even Megaforce, not only have these labels survived, they've managed to thrive in the digital age, dude. Right. In the era of people, you know, stealing music. So, you know, you you just got to think outside the box. You know, the old yeah, they, they make us work anymore. Right. But but you know, those particular labels, you know, are making a statement by still being around. Yes. Um, because they're still releasing physical media. Yeah. You know, these bands are still putting out vinyl. They're still putting out CDs. And a lot of the times you order the stuff, they give you a free MP3 copy anyway. Right. You get the digital version for free, man, which for guys like us doing our radio shows and stuff is essential. I have to have it in digital form. Right. You know, because if not, then I got to convert it myself. And that takes time sometimes, man. So I appreciate the fact that, you know, those guys do it. Now, sometimes with Bandcamp, I'll just order the band's digital stuff. It all depends on the band. If it's somebody I really am to and I really love what they're doing, yes, I'll buy the physical copy. Right. Uh, but I don't do that with every band. I can't. I can't afford it. But at least I still buy the digital albums, man. I'm, I'm still supporting the bands. So Right. That's how I do things. You know, uh, I buy it when I can find it. Yep. Yeah. And, I mean, I love Bandcamp. And even Amazon. I mean, you can bemoan it all you want. But I have to say, I was able to buy that Abby K. I found it on there. So I bought it. You know, and I bought all nice. their other singles. There's other singles. Because... You know, I, I want to support them, so right, there you right. go. Yeah, they're a good up-and-coming band, and, uh, you know, in that interview, yeah. you heard some of the people she's played with. It was pretty badass. Oh, it's awesome, man, and I also loved how they were talking about their influences and how the influences kind of um, filter in through their music, and I could definitely hear it just with that single. I'm like, wow, it's poppy, but yet it's really heavy at the same time. Whenever you can get that mixture you're you're on the right track. Hell and yeah, crazy I, nights. No, dude. <laughs> I, I was talking more like Def Leppard's Pyromania. That's a song that I feel is heavy, but still is it's got those poppy hooks. Yeah, you, you know that they just grab you. Right, um, right. Crazy nights is is Bon Jovi and fuck Bon Jovi. I can't stand that motherfucker. Oh, I so, love Bon Jovi too. So. See, I'm sorry, sorry about your bad luck, man. But hey, you know what? No, I'm not. 
that's good that you love Bon Jovi. Somebody needs to. Somebody has to, yeah. Uh, but, you know, there you go. You, you know, my definition of clit rock, Bon Jovi. Total clit rock. Total clit rock. It just doesn't do anything for me. Well, Maybe if I was a chick, it would. But it doesn't. I don't know. I mean, that's me. I, I, that's just me, man. That's me. I mean, I know a lot of people love Bon Jovi, man. I will give the guy credit for one thing, though. What's that? He's, he's managed to... I mean, dude, the way they've managed their career, a lot of those, especially them glam metal, hair metal guys, man, they got fucking obliterated. Right. Okay? Um, and even the, even the thrash metal guys, it didn't kill them completely, but they had to kind of step take a step back it was like they got punched in the face really hard and they were like oh oh shit um my jaw's broken kind of thing right um bon jovi i mean you have to give the guy credit you have to give the band credit they were able to still sell records and still pack stadiums and still be relevant so again there's a guy okay there you go there's an example of a band that i do not like but they have had a hall of fame career absolutely Absolutely. You know, now whether you want to call it rock and roll or the pop hall of fame, or like I said, I think they should just change it to the American music hall of fame, just like Britain has their Britain, the British music hall of fame. And just right. look at that, you know, because that way you can induct whoever the fuck you wanted. But, but, but and it, you don't have to worry about, well, does it fit the parameters of rock and roll or is it more pop or is it disco or you don't have to fucking care. It doesn't matter. Right. You know? exactly. There's a lot of, there's a lot of artists that, that, like I said, I, I, I don't like Bon Jovi at all, but he's had a Hall of Fame career. There's just no doubt about it. Yeah, you, you, know? can't, you can't deny it. I mean, love him or hate him. Right. You know, and uh, the man himself, I mean, between his acting, he did a couple good movies. You didn't see him very young and uh, very long in Young Guns 2 because he got shot right after coming out of the hole. Right. But uh, he did that. Uh, That's that my favorite scene he's ever done. <laughs> Shut up. What? What are you talking about, man? I thought he was great in that. <laughs> He's like, he died awesome. <laughs> yeah, he did. He was, it was a great death scene. He was real good in, uh, I think it's called U-571, World War II uh, movie about a German sub that was stolen. Haven't seen it. It's pretty good, actually. He's not like the main actor. He's just in the movie. Right. The, the, right. He did a good job. Right on. No, he definitely had a Hall of Fame career. Uh, I, I think that band should see some kind of success eventually. Uh, some kind of Hall of Fame recognition. Oh, I'm sure they will eventually, you know, because here's the thing. Jan Warner may hate all that stuff, um, but at the end of the day, they're going to look like complete morons if they don't eventually induct them. Right. You, you know you, you know what I mean? I mean, it's no different than Kiss or Rush or any of those bands. Uh, you know, they, they like I said, Alice Cooper, they made him wait. They made Sabbath wait. They made... They've made every fucking band that we love wait. And then and then when they get in, we're supposed to be like, yay! Well, I know, that. right? Yes. Even though I will say, I will say Tom Morello nailed the speech about Kiss. I gotta give credit where credit is due. Motherfucker might be a fucking commie motherfucker, and I don't agree with his politics at all. But god damn, did he nail it, man. Yes, he, he did. He, he, you know, but I'll tell you what, I think that's another reason why some of the bands that we do love is finally getting in is because Tom's part of their selection committee. They are actually starting to bring in musicians and peers, people oh, wow. that grew up on that stuff and they love that stuff. So, yeah, I think that's why you're you're getting bands like Rush and Kiss and Alice Cooper and all those guys in there is because you have guys like Tom going, well, you need to induct these. What the fuck's wrong with you, man? 
Right. And, you know, because Rage Against the Machine is, um, and I do like a lot of their music. I think the first three albums, I know they're one of those divisive metal bands. And I look, as far as their, I don't care. It's like, for me, hating on them for their politics would be like me hating on Ted Nugent for his. It's fucking stupid. Okay. I don't give a fuck. Whether right. I, my, my shit aligns with you or not, it's the music that matters. And whether you like Rage Against the Machine or not, you cannot it, you cannot deny their impact, man. Especially right. when it comes to taking rap and metal and the way Morello would take that guitar and almost use it like it was a fucking turntable. I've never seen anybody do the shit that he does with a guitar. You know, I mean, you got to agree, and I, you, you know, credit. You have to, you know. If I have to make a small confession, I mean. I, I dig that first Rage album, that Killing in the Name. Oh, I think the first three Rage albums. After that, though, to be honest with you, and it really started around with the third album, it got stuck in a rut. Right. Everything started sounding the same. Um, they didn't really grow. They didn't really... Um, they became... I mean, and, and that can happen to great bands where they get stuck in the rut and everything sounds the same. And, and, and it's kind of my same complaint, which I know you don't like this band, but I'm just using them as an example... But you have Tool, and, right. and, and Tool, the subject matter is almost always the same. It's always, fuck religion, fuck God, fuck, you know, fuck these fucking, you know, blood-sucking politicians. Hey, dude, that's all well and good. That's great. I know how you feel about that now, Maynard. Can you sing about something else, please? Right. You know, um, there, there just comes a point where, and I felt that way about Rage Against the Machine. It's like, okay, we get it. You fucking, you know, hate capitalism, even though you're making money hand over fist, you hypocritical fucks. But it's like, can't you see about anything other than that? You know, but yeah. that's that's my biggest complaint with those bands. You know, I like bands that, you know, seen about different things. You know, right. it's not always about the same thing over and over and over, you know. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and uh, so there you go. yeah, that'll definitely. <laughs> That'll shortchange your career real quick. <laughs> I, for me, it does. Now, I know there's a lot of people that just absolutely love those bands. And, you know, I mean, again, you got your you got your different fans. You got people. And then you got your what you call your casuals where you're like, oh, yeah, I like that record. But in your record collection, the most you might have is like a compilation album or like an anniversary edition of an album or something. Right, right. You know, you might have like um, a box set that's got a lot of their big songs. But you're not a hardcore. Right. You know, um, so we all have those bands, too, where, you know, and then, you know, so, you you, you know, you have your and then you got your tarts where no matter what they do, it's great. Yeah. I don't understand those people. I just don't. Um, but again, if, if that's how you really feel, I'm not judging you for it. I shouldn't even call you a tart. It's kind of kind of a rude fucking thing to say, but I just get tired of them. But when they attack you for set, when you say, man, I'm not really big on that album or man, I, you know, like again, man, I'm sorry. Um, Kiss as they are now just doesn't really fucking do it for me. Right. That band got the last of my money in 2000 with the fucking farewell tour. Okay. I just gotta be honest. I love kiss. I'll always love kiss. And me and my brothers, we supported all the other lineups, man. Ain't got nothing to do with Tommy and Eric as fucking musicians. Okay, right. folks? You know, and, and for you to attack me, and I've had some of people do, well, you know, you don't get mad if there's a different fucking actor playing Batman. Well, Batman's a fictional character, you dumb fuck. Okay, <laughs> number one. And number two, um, yeah, uh, you know, 
yeah, these are these are characters. Obviously, they're playing, but it's still it belongs to them. I'm sorry, man. It's there. You know, it would be like. Um, I mean, to me, it would be like. Um, uh, let's see. Let me use a good example. Um, it's like a band getting. Okay, here we go. Like if Black Sabbath had found a dude who looked just like Ozzy and sounded just like Ozzy, which would have been a hard, a tall order to do after right. Dino left. They didn't do that, man. They got a guy who's completely different from Ozzy. Yeah. But just as fucking awesome. You see what I'm trying to say? That's my problem with that. Is It's like, to me, you got these guys dressed up there. I mean, even Eric Singer, who... I've seen Eric Singer drum. I know how good of a drummer he is, okay? Right, That right. guy, he dumbs it down now. He doesn't play in his style anymore. I don't give a fuck what the Kiss Tards say. I've watched the videos. I've seen it. You know, he isn't playing to the best of his... It, it's almost like he's phoning it in. Like he's going through the fucking motions. Right. You know? And I feel the same way about Tommy Thayer. You know, and, and people want to tell me about, oh, how much tighter they are now. Um... Yeah, if you want to call detuning your shit to fucking sap, which don't get me wrong, Kiss has always been in my, in, to my ears especially, considering the time, Kiss has always been a heavy metal band. Right. They were American metal, okay, an early American metal. That is what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, but they were different from Sabbath. Now, because of Paul's fucking horrible voice. They downtune the shit. They slow the songs down. I don't want to fucking hear, oh, they're tighter now. No, they're not. No, they're <laughs> not, man. No, you're wrong. I mean, uh, you know, uh, Paul, I mean, I, I, hey, do I expect Paul Stanley to sound like he did in circa 1976? Of course not. But, dude, it's bad, man. It's really bad. And when you've got a guy who's bashed former members saying, well, they don't have the chops anymore. They should just quit. And then right. I'm, Paul, fucking shut up, man. You know, just shut up. There's just some people like, okay, your boy Sammy Hagar. And I like Sammy too, okay? So you know this. Right. I love Matros. I love a lot of his solo stuff. He's a big deal here in St. Louis. But I wish he'd shut the fuck up about David Lee Roth, man. He just said another statement about how, oh, David Lee Roth was a clown. And I never, and I'm going, dude. <laughs> we, number one, we, we know, Sammy, okay? We know how you feel. Right. Just let it go. You don't see Dave bashing Sammy every fucking time he's interviewed. It's no. like Sammy's almost obsessed or something. I, I, don't, I don't get it. I'm like, dude, okay, yeah, granted, you have your detractors like me when it comes to Van Halen, mind you, where I'm like, yeah, it didn't really do it for me, mm -hmm. but... Dude, it, I, nobody can deny you you weren't successful. You know, I can't sit there and go, oh, well, they, they ain't selling the fucking records. They didn't, you know, you know what I mean? Like, they were still a big deal. They were still relevant. They were still, you know, I, I'm like, I don't know what it is you're trying to prove, Sammy. I, I don't get it. I, I don't get it, really. I mean, I'm just like, <laughs> I, I, I'm like, dude, let it go. Let it go, man. You know, and, and another thing, you know, nobody forced you to write that book, which, by the way, I read. I still no haven't read it. Forced you to write where, I mean, you know, whether it's true or not, I don't know. But I mean, what the fuck did he think? How the fuck did he think Eddie was going to react to that book? Did he think Eddie was going to be like, yay? Right. <laughs> oh, no, of course he's not. You know, I mean, I'm like, dude, you know, 
so there's that. I mean, I know they made up before Eddie died. Hey, that's good. Well and good. That's cool, man. Cool. Um, but I don't, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I I don't understand, um, the whole, uh, none of this stuff for whatever reason bothers me. Uh, well, don't get me wrong. They can say what they want. It doesn't ruin my enjoyment of Sammy solo stuff. I can still pop on Three Lock Box or Heavy Metal or any of those old school Sammy songs and enjoy them. Right. You know what I'm saying? Same with the Matros. I don't care on that level. But there's just times where I'm like, I mean, most of the time when I see it, I don't even read it. I just, I just scroll on by. I'm like, oh, okay, Sammy's still bitching about Dave. Move right. on. <laughs> just move on, man. You know, it's like, dude. You know, like, you know, like a while back, though, I did see something else where I guess he's going to be doing a Vegas residency and he's really stoked about it. And I was like, well, now that's cool. Yeah, Sammy, talk about that. <laughs> OK, I don't want to hear about how you think David Lee Roth is a fucking clown. I don't care, dude. And yeah, OK, granted, David can't seem like he used to. Again, breaking news. Water's wet. Right. <laughs> Oh, man, great discussion today. Yes, sir. I don't think I have anything left in the tank. You got anything else? Not really, man, other than, you know, congratulations to the inductees of the uh, Heavy Metal Hall of Fame. Kudos to Pat uh, Gaswaldo. And, uh, yeah, and also I want to thank uh, Abby Kay and uh, the members of the Abby Kay band for taking their time while they were literally on the road to go to their gig in Philadelphia to talk to us. And uh, Absolutely, absolutely. And yeah, man, other than that, uh, do you want to plug anything? Ooh, look at you. I don't even know that I have anything. I'm just going to plug the Abby K band. I'll make it real easy. You could uh, go to abbyk.com. You can find all our socials from there. Go to YouTube. Check out the music. It's good stuff. Awesome sauce, man. And you know what? I think I'm going to fucking plug something. Um, let me see here. We're going to go into, you know the new wave of traditional hard rock and metal and a band that I'm going to plug. And I may have plugged them before. I'm not sure. I don't think I have though. And that is, um, well, there's actually, you know, I'm going to throw a couple out there. There's one I saw open for the black crows called dirty honey. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got an EP and an album and both of them self-titled. Um, if you love 70s, like hard rock, blues-based heavy metal, um, think of uh, um, like Aerosmith and things of that nature, um, you're going to dig this band. Um, really, really cool stuff. So I highly recommend both EPs of the same name. They're just self-titled. One right. came in, out in 2019, the other in 2021. And then another band that I really like a lot is Midnight Spell. They've got two albums, Between the Eyes, released in 2019, and 2021's Sky Destroyer. Sky Um, Destroyer just fucking shreds. Oh my god, dude. It's fucking amazing. I mean, just amazing. So, uh, yeah, man, make sure you check out both of those bands and the Abby K band. Absolutely. All right, let's get the fuck out of here. Metal Mike, final thoughts. Same as always, dude. You guys, stay safe. Take care of yourselves. Uh, Keep fighting the good fight and stay metal, motherfuckers. I'm out. Outstanding. Motherfuckers by vinyl. We'll see you next time. 
Hey, this was really fun. We hope you liked it too. Seems like we've just begun when suddenly we're through. Goodbye, goodbye, good friends, goodbye. Cause now it's time to go. But hey, I say, well, that's okay. Cause we'll see you very soon, I know. Very soon, I know. What the fuck is this shit? This is how we say goodbye on the plug. See you next week. This ain't a song for the broken hearted. A silent prayer for fifty parted. Dude,